Shades of Thunder with How Loud Is Your Love featuring Jan Johnston on vocals. That, of course, was from Outland Recordings. Love them. All right. Uh, my name is Karin Zoe Lee, and you're listening to Night Ride FM. And I'm back after a short week-long break. But, goodness, if I don't stay on top of it, I'm not going to keep up. And uh, my special guest today is 
LeBrock, because it's Friday, they're coming out with a brand new album, Fuse, their first full-length LP. Uh, and I'll have Shawnee on here just a little bit later, but I got some music for you. Like I said, I'm catching up, and Chien Lee has put out something new. This is Synth City featuring Mike Rapucci.
was Chien Lee with Synth City featuring Mike Rapucci on drums, by the way. I didn't know what it was that Chien Lee didn't do, because he does everything. He does all the genres, too. I mean, goodness. <laughs> Coming up next, we have something new that I missed during my hiatus. Sleepless Nights and a collab with Sander Gavin and a uh, very Blade Runner song called Moments Lost in Time.
That was Moments Lost in Time by Sleepless Nights, featuring the vocals of Sander Gavin. Perfect uh, midnight track. You know, it's um, 10 a.m. in Seattle, but I know it's nighttime in the UK where most of you are right now. <laughs> most of us are working still, but not me. Oh, you know what comes out today? Morpheus is a uh, vinyl city. Yeah, it's kind of a it's kind of a story album, kind of a saga following uh, Kara Chase, and uh, you'll have to find out more when the, the album comes out later but I wanted to play you one of my favorite tracks of course Morpheus's collab with uh, System Glitch another name you're gonna get tired of hearing from me <laughs> but here's a track that comes with a video by the way uh, not here but you'll have to go find the video on Bandcamp or YouTube the track is called Kara Keeps Running <laughs> Keeps running, Kara keeps running, Kara keeps 
That was Kara Keeps Running by Morpheus and System Glitch from Moises' album uh, Vinyl City, which is uh, going to be out today. It's, I'm, I'm on Bandcamp right now and it hasn't quite released yet, but it's, it's dated for today. So <laughs> System Glitch also has an album out, Beyond Stars, if you're looking for that too. And they have a video for this song. Check it out. It's gorgeous. Everybody looks awesome. All right, coming up next, The Golden Hour sent me a brand new submission. This is following Neon Chase, which is a track I played for you before. This is a brand new one called Lucid Dreams.
That was Lucid Dreams by the Golden Hour. Beautiful. I love that one. All right. Coming up next. Goodness, Aztec has really <laughs> saddled them on me today, but that's okay because I absolutely love them. Max Parker is out with his second single, uh, Forbidden Treasures, featuring Thought Beings.
That was Forbidden Treasures by Max Parker featuring Thought Beings. And thank you, Aztec Records, for that one. <laughs> Got a couple more for you. One more from Aztec. But in the meantime, Strike Eagle. I bought this. You know, <laughs> these came out last Friday with this, uh, I guess it's an EP, Covering Fire. And this is my favorite track on that EP, Mighty Wings featuring Ben Higgins. <laughs> Just like all the rest I look inside 
was Mighty Wings by Strike Eagle featuring Ben Higgins once again. And of course, uh, that Covering Fire EP has uh, three amazing covers on it. Uh, they also got Burn in Third Degree. And did you know that you can't find the original Burn in Third Degree on Spotify? It just doesn't exist. I found that out from Megatronics because they did a cover too. All right, coming up next, I got one last non-Lebrock song. This one came from Aztec too. This is uh, by Coastal, a track called Midnight Sky.
was Midnight Sky by Coastal from Aztec Records. All right, and now coming up, let's see. Let's play something from LeBrox Fuse, which is coming out Friday. By the way, they have CDs available. And who knows, if we hang out, hold out long enough, maybe they'll release a vinyl like they did with Real Thing and Action and Romance. Maybe cassettes? I don't know. He's not telling me yet. But <laughs> here is Interstellar by LeBrock.
that was Interstellar by LeBrock, whose album Fuse is released this Friday, June 18th. And my guest of the hour is uh, Sean from LeBrock. <laughs> hello, sir. Hello, hello. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining me. Goodness. That's all right. Pleasure to be here. I've been a fan for a long time, to be completely honest. <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah. We've been uh, going six years, I think, this week. Six years. So, wow. Yeah. Flown by. That's great. So fuse and this is album is uh this is going to be your your first full-length release isn't it that's correct yeah we've done a couple of eps um because mm -hmm. uh, and then obviously an album's taken us quite a lot longer of to, course uh, to get finished than that but, uh, <laughs> longer than we expected or believed so yeah we got there though and it's ready to go yeah but we, we've heard about half of it right five yeah, yeah we've given I'll, us five i think that's the kind of way things are going nowadays like people don't just drop an album then listen people want to get bits of it you know singles and mm -hmm. you know so that, that's what the label uh, wanted to do and it seemed to have seems to work got everyone's interest up yeah, there's still like another five tracks and maybe some little extra things going on there mm -hmm. that uh, i can't talk about but you know it's uh, <laughs> <laughs> you'll uh, i think you'll uh, you guys will enjoy that anyway yeah well we can see the uh, the track listing on on Bandcamp. Yeah. um yeah see i remember oh bright lights i think that was the first one yeah yeah we that was did, uh, that was a while ago oh, yeah dance with the dead remix yeah that's, awesome. that was cool those guys are good really good friends really yeah mm. yeah i've known tony before we I played, did a tour with Tony in a band that we were in to get together for a little while. And it, he was the one who showed me, showed me Dance with the Dead, their first album, and they were just about releasing it. So he got us into wow. it, if I'm honest, to be honest. But yeah, so it was great to collaborate in a remix style with him and Justin. Yeah, yeah, really good. That's great. So yeah, can I just go back to the beginning, I guess? You can, yes. Uh <laughs> Let's do it. Let's do it. Because I haven't had you on the show yet. And, uh, and I don't, I don't personally do a whole lot of digging about artists. I, I just, I, and I probably should, I would know more, but <laughs> when was it that uh, you and Michael teamed up? Um, I'd known Michael for a little while. We've both been in bands in our local area. He only lives up the road. Yeah. We just always said we'd like to do some kind of music stuff together. I showed him Dance with the Dead. Uh, their first album and he was like oh we could do something like this he, and he'd been doing like um, quite epic music for commercials and stuff oh wow uh, big sounds kind of sa soundtrack style stuff he's like a big Hans Zimmer fan did that I, I just showed him it and said let's see if we can should we try and do something we, we were just hanging out it wasn't uh, anything serious because I was still doing uh, uh, the good knives stuff uh, he was helping me with that. And yeah, we just wrote, uh, I think it was Call Me. It was either Call Me or One Night was the first songs we wrote. And then we we're like, wow, this is this this is pretty cool. Should we just write a few more and see what happens? It, was, it, it wasn't a serious project, if I'm honest, to start with. And then um, it, Call Me went quite, did quite well. <laughs> yeah, I think that was the first song that I heard from you guys and just really stood out because I wasn't listening to a whole lot of vocal synthwave at the time. No, no, I, I, yeah, because dance with the, a lot of the the stuff, early stuff was quite um, just electronic, no vocals really. There's a few big songs. Some of the bigger songs were probably with vocals, but yeah, I mean, I really like it without as well. I'm like a big yeah. fan of it. So yeah, it, it, it was strange because it was very much different to every other song we've written. 
call me. So I don't think we've got another one like it. So yeah, it, it just stood out. And New Retro Wave took it quite early, which was quite good. And, you know, really good uh, showcase for Synthwave, Retro Wave, Dreamwave, Dark Synth. You know, there's, there's quite a lot of sub-genres to it. Yeah, and they really, you know, 10 really, really helped us in that respect and got us, got our name out there. Really good, really helped us. Yeah, I love that song. I feel like that uh, that sound, that feeling is just carried through the entire time you've been LeBrock. Yeah, I think um, from, I'm, I'm from like a punk rock background, but I really, really enjoy like big epic power ballads and stuff like that. Uh, Me too. Was, yeah. Yeah, like, like definitely like my uh, my eighties kind of stuff. I'm a big movie fan, so like the mannequin, like um, oh, what is it? I've got that Starship. Nothing's gonna stop us. That used to be my yeah. go-to song. <laughs> I love that one. Yeah, someone's yeah. gonna cover that soon. I think I, don't, I would, but I don't think I think Michael would find that quite cheesy. But I love it. <laughs> I, I used to sing it with my mum. Uh, so yeah, we when I was younger, we used to always sing like power ballads, stuff like that. Even uh, you know, that share and got even meatloaf stuff like that. Yeah, maybe I sh- maybe I should cover that now. <laughs> I should do a yeah, poll and but... see if that's <laughs> worth doing. So yeah, epic epicness kind of brought us together. I think you know, Michael and that song is definitely what I'd call quite epic. Yeah, I honestly I feel that in every LeBrock song. Oh, like that's good to hear. Yeah, and in different ways, different flavors. You know, some you know the action romance EP. Of course, some of it's more like intense, and some of it's more heartfelt. But it's all epic. Yeah, I think I think heartfelt is kind of what we wanted to go for because I think I watched a program. It was Marvin Gaye, like he wrote that um, sexual healing song, and he used like a a Roland a, a 808 drum thing. And he said that you know it's quite a cold feeling just having like kind of digital sounds or you know like computerized sounds. So you've got to add a little bit of warmth. And said his his vocals just added all the warmth to it. And I think sometimes with synthwave it can be a little bit cold i guess so adding a little bit of warmth with maybe a guitar or, or a vocal really does i think helps helps a great deal for people to be able to listen to it you know continuously yeah absolutely i think being turned on to lebrock which by the way spotify was responsible for <laughs> um that's how i found you know anybody in the genre i love spotify great great platform you know for people who really do like music and want to hear new music you know mm. uh the, the made for things and all that you know they're great yeah i, I always i always go on them I, I i'm happy when they make a new one find some new bands you know new acts it's the same yeah. with night ride you know i do watch a lot of the youtube stuff when i'm doing my drawings and and uh, really do find some great bands and you know you get trapped in the wormhole that's why i really like this yeah. scene uh simply because there's loads out there so much some of it's gold, but you know, maybe they've got no fans on on, on Spotify or whatever. But you know, they've got some golden songs. You know, you just got you just got to get trapped in that wormhole, like Alice in Wonderland, really. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And uh, I think once I discovered the community, that even blew up even bigger. Yeah. You know, Spotify only gave me the tip of the iceberg. Oh yeah, you can you can approach some of these people on the same kind of level, you know. Like uh, mm-hmm. there's no, well there's a few, but there's no like real rock stars or anything like that. Everyone's pretty um, pretty level-headed, you know, um, on the same level as the fans. You know, they they're, they're fans themselves, so I think that that really helps. That's why this mm-hmm. this scene's quite fun to be part of in any kind of way, as a as a fan, as a you know presenter would would call you <laughs> and. Um, <laughs> DJs and everything, you know, as an artist as well. It's really, yeah, really good. Do you remember when we met <laughs> in the, person? Yes, it was at the front, just above the stage. Uh, we would just watch Ollie ride. Yeah. Brilliant show. Yeah, it was my birthday as well, I believe. Oh, was it? 
Yeah, and 21, told 20, 21, obviously. Really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wish. I wish. But um, yeah, I remember. Yeah, it was very nice. And Joe as well was there. Mm-hmm. Ashley yeah. introduced us, actually. Yes. Joe took the picture. <laughs> That's right, yeah. No, that was that was a cool show. I really enjoyed that. Great yeah, voice. Yeah, good show. Great voice. Yeah. I didn't really get to speak to Ollie or anyone really at the end, but it was, uh, I think I was just tired, if I'm honest. But it was, <laughs> it was a really good show. But you must have been tired. You came all the way over, didn't you? I, I did. That's commitment. <laughs>
so when you and Michael decided to do this uh, synth duo, uh, who yeah. decided on the name LeBrock? And that came from Kelly LeBrock, right? Kind of. Kind of. Yes. Okay. Because, I mean, we started, like I said, we started off not really taking it that seriously. Call Me is kind of a character, if that makes sense. Like, uh, we wanted it to seem like a character was singing it, some kind of, like, detective or something like that. And we just thought, oh, let's, what name could he be? Like, you know, like, uh, LeBrock just came. And I was like, LeBrock? Because, you know, Kelly LeBrock as well. And, like, he could just be called LeBrock, <laughs> like, as a, as a guy, you know? <laughs> like a, and, and that was literally, we just said, yeah, let's just keep LeBrock then. It wasn't really thought of, thought up. So I think, um, yeah, I think if we went back, we probably wouldn't be called LeBrock, if I'm honest. But it, it seems to, like, stick quite well. You know, it does. You know, people think of the movies, and it's obviously got rock in it as well. So some people think it's obviously a younger than me. Don't know who Kelly LeBrock is, sure. um, so they just think we're French or it's something to do with rock. <laughs> but you know, it's cool. It's cool that people don't really call the people out. It's, it's, it's not like the most exciting story, but I'm a big Kelly LeBrock fan. I've got a signed picture of her from Weird Science right in front of me. Oh, that's cool. So why not? I guess it doesn't have to be a thrilling story. I mean, these tidbits are so interesting yeah but i'm curious how did you go from you know not taking it that seriously to signed to fix neon i think we've only been i think probably been signed in a couple of years but i don't know we just it just went quite well <laughs> to start with like we really didn't expect it i think one we did um call me and then one night we were like oh people seem to like like these songs i guess people got stuck in the wormhole and we came up somewhere um and yeah after that we just thought we were about to write an ep and honestly i have no idea why we why we became quite popular <laughs> to be honest because we, you know after the first ep we were like okay we've made a, a little bit of money you know and we've been in bands for years and never made anything so we were like okay well let's put that money in and, and make another ep and um, we we bought new stuff new instruments and dsts and stuff like that and just uh, upgraded basically what we were doing um and it was fun i'm not saying it's not fun now it's obviously a bit harder now because we can't see each other but um yeah we're just thankful that, that, that people liked it if i'm honest and then real thing went pretty well as well i mean we haven't didn't release any videos it was just basically just um as soon as we released real thing we got offered a few live shows with carpenter brute i don't know why we i think it was just lucky because there's not too many uk bands or acts uh in the synthwave retro wave scene that can actually play live mm -hmm. do a good show should i say and obviously with me and michael's experience it seemed um seemed quite natural to try and do it live and i think that really helped as well that put us on the scene that a uk band playing in the uk uh, with some of the biggest acts in the in the the scene you know carpenter brute just so polished even what was this four years ago maybe yeah brilliant and i think that really really helped and then off we went we danced with the dead as well uh, dynatron ghost yeah I, th I think being able to play live and having a show playing behind a laptop sometimes isn't isn't enough is it really for a, for a live show and that's really helped having the live stuff i think is really really like pushed us to a different a different level that some people might not be able to reach in this scene yeah absolutely yeah, you've done several live shows like yeah. all in the uk though uh, no, we did the we did um, the whole of Europe with Dance with the Dead as well. We did, I mean, uh, not yeah. North America yet. No, no. <laughs> Obviously, we, we, yeah, our label is based in America as well, so it yeah. it would be it'd be great to be able to do that. I, it might have been it might be on the cards. Obviously, a lot of things have happened in the last year that have really put a, a downfall yeah. out for everyone. 
I totally understand. It depends on how this album goes. If it goes as well or better, if it goes better than the other one, the other EPs, then why not? I've, I've played America before. It's it's very big. <laughs> You've got to go a long way between each show, whereas the UK, you know, maybe two or three hours and you're at the next one. But it's um, yeah, it's pretty spread out. Yeah, totally. If it was logistically viable, we would definitely be there. I think Michael really wants to. I think that's something he hasn't done and he really wants to. So let's make that happen. <laughs> let's make it happen. Mm-hmm. At least you got in the uh, the Anywhere tour last year. Yeah. The very was, beginning of the year. That was time well, wasn't it? Maybe yeah. I, was patient, I might have been patient zero, just going around <laughs> spreading the disease to everyone. <laughs> Yeah, that was just that was that was great. Yeah, we we sold out some venues. I mean, that's quite in the UK. That's quite surprising for us because I don't rate us as like a big big artist. And I've been in bands before. I never sold out like we we were selling out. It was really good, really really humbling to uh, to have that many people come out to each show. You know, sold a bunch of merch, sold some CDs, and got a lot more fans. Uh, and made some friends as well, which is even better. Hopefully, we can do that again later this year. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. That would be awesome. Were you on any lineups that got cancelled? Uh, we were supposed to play with Volley Ride, actually, but it was just cancelled and then we couldn't do the... There was no way we could have done the date the next date, but they didn't happen anyway. So, right. so yeah, that was all... Um, that all just could just all fell through, obviously, because no fault of anyone's but, but a plumbing virus. Yeah, yeah. But you've been, uh, you've been keeping things alive with your own... Your synth rave shows, synth rave. Yeah. I just wanted to show people that we we, we are in into the the music, you know. Mm-hmm. So you can see a lot of artists maybe now because it's become quite popular jumping on the the bandwagon, I guess. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of bigger artists, uh, even Coldplay, I think, tried to release some kind of synthwave track or whatever. Yeah, synthwave was just something to give the give the fans a kind of a taste of aliveness, I guess. We obviously played a few LeBrock tracks and that to start with, and a few big hits that we really liked, and then people seem to seem to want to come back every friday <laughs> so i can't you know i don't know why i'm just me talking absolute nonsense for most of it or having a lot to drink i definitely got a little bit of a drinking problem during doing it every <laughs> friday just on a friday though that's it yeah i've tuned in a couple times but it is morning for me it's, it's a... yeah it, yeah it's just a, it's just a shame we can't we're not allowed to save them just because of the youtube policies and copyright right. and stuff like that it's just impossible we so we we have to get rid of them after a couple of days, but that makes it even more live, I guess. But yeah, they should be wrapping up soon so we can focus on the album and get that out. And um, But yeah, that again has brought a load of people together. It's really people from all over. You know, we've got people from Argentina talking to people who are in, in the Netherlands and things like that. It's really, really cool. Shows how fun the scene is. Yeah, really. Uh, have you considered doing any um, like live stream concerts? Uh, no. <laughs> we've, no. We've seen a few and we... we just feel that I don't think we could get into doing it you know I really do from my point of view um, with singing I really feed off a crowd I think it'd just be a little bit too stale for me to to do it without anyone there does that make sense yeah oh yeah that's been one of the biggest cons one of the downsides to doing the live stream concert is that the artist cannot feed off the energy of his audience he doesn't even know how they're reacting until after the show and you read the chat I just don't, I don't think that'd be for me. I don't think Michael. We've watched a few, and some of them obviously you can you can get it really well produced. But at the same time, it just doesn't for me. I don't know. I've watched a few of them. It doesn't do anything for me. Mm. Just watching them. Yeah, it's cool to see like your favorite artist doing doing some stuff. The real life experience is by far better than that. And obviously, you know, you're paying for something that is just sometimes just recorded. You know, it's not necessarily live. So it's it's not for me. It's it, it's not something we would do. But that makes sense. It. 
But if we if we get in lockdown any longer, who knows? <laughs> <laughs> we can't do it for another year, then who knows? But we did get to tour just before lockdown, so yeah, you know, it, we haven't missed missed a great deal, I don't think. get into your history a little bit with the no that's too much (laughs) yeah go on yeah of course you can so um i've I've seen from pictures looks like michael's responsible for the guitar parts and you do all the singing um but as far as uh the production of the music goes is it equal involvement or how does that work between the two of you Uh, michael's is an extremely talented musician and he basically does all the music the music side of it you know like that everything really yeah i do have my input on structure and things like that but really like i 
Michael brings me a song and I can't really usually fault it. So I just crack on with like, developing like some kind of melody and vocal lines and lyrics and stuff like that. So, so basically it is, yeah, I do the vocals and lyrics and Michael's really does everything else, if I'm honest. <laughs> I don't know, he's the, he's the brains on the brawn. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> not to look at but maybe in just that sense personally i i i am a sucker for a really good melodic hook which you have a knack for um and you said you came from the uh punk rock background were you writing melodic lines for them too yeah yeah it was all all melodic like kind of punk rock yeah just i, I just really into when i was younger i guess in my teens i was into like the offspring things like that just quite yeah hooky kind of punk rock not the, the hard gritty kind of stuff I, I just quite like i just like a song that i can sing again you know what i mean i can feel feel it a bit more and um a hook is definitely where we're going which would be called the hook I think that would have been better. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I just don't think a song's a song unless it's got some, you know, like that kind of thing, like a hook or some kind of repetitive kind of phrase or words or something that could just get the audience kind of involved singing, you know? Yeah, Winking. absolutely. Yeah, so I've always just loved like that kind of that kind of anything. You know, like we were saying earlier, you know, with Starship, you know, you, you know the chorus, you know, it just it hooks you in. I think that's yeah why they call it a hook you know but um yeah so i've just always been into that every every kind of genre of music that would be the band i would pick would be the one that's got the the biggest hooks not mm -hmm. necessarily the most technical or proficient in that sense just right. even if it's not a vocal hook you know like a just like the melody that's why i like some of the um non-vocal synth wave they just have really good just a really good kind of i don't know musical hook i guess <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's stuck I'm in your head. Now. I'm rambling now, aren't I? <laughs> no, but I'm on board with all of it. Like, <laughs> if cool. you walk away from a song and later you're hearing it in your head, that's a good song. But yeah, 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 you hear it again and you're like, oh, that's oh yeah, that's brilliant. Because I'm not really into um, the past and all the members of the band. You know, like I don't know who's in Starship or anything. I I, I just like the song. <laughs> that's yeah. what I'm, here I'm here for the I'm here for the music. Not you know. I know we're doing an interview now, but. I wouldn't care if I, if I was in the band, you know what I mean? Like, it would just be about the music, not like I remember and what they did, what they had for breakfast. It's, uh, you're there yeah. to be listened to. Well, I didn't care till we all started becoming friends. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, this kind of helps, I think. If people see why, how we write and, 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 you know, it might help them get into the song even more, you know, if they know what we're like. That's why, yeah, with the Simfraves, I think people kind of know me a little bit now. Every Friday, getting drunk and, and talking trash and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm playing some music, playing some, and, uh, you know, the music that I like, usually. Yeah, so hopefully, uh, yeah, this just gives people a glimpse into why we write the music, you know. I don't care what I do personally, just uh, <laughs> how we write music is what people are into, isn't it? Well, I started to care, like, because I, I care about, um, like, I can tell when a band has, has a history before Synthwave, like, with LeBrock, that was easy to see. Like, you're yeah. primarily a singer, have always been, right? Yeah, I, I, I did play bass once for a band, but it didn't, <laughs> didn't last long. But the only way I got into bands is because I said that I was a bassist, and uh -huh. uh, I went for the audition, and I, they were said, oh, and I... I took a bass guitar, borrowed one, and I went in for the audition in London. Uh, they weren't a big band or anything, but it was a cool band. And uh, they said, well, you can't play bass, so can you do anything else? I said, oh, I can sing. So I sang, and then I became the singer of the band. And that is literally how I got into singing. That's how... just, just lying. <laughs> how long ago was that? Oh, Jesus. No, because people are going to work out my age then. Uh, no, it was... Okay. Uh, <laughs> 
I'd say it was when skate punk was quite a, a big thing and skateboarding and cool stuff was on TV, MTV and that. So, yeah, it was around, around that era. And, um, yeah, I just, yeah, I lied. And I went all the way to London from where I am and uh, <laughs> on a bus, I believe. So it took hours. And, uh, yeah, I lied my way to being the singer of the band. And then I just carried on. I got asked to be in another band after that and then another one. And I got asked. then I played in America for a little bit, which was different, which was fun, I guess. Oh, you a full yeah. tour? Where yeah, did you live here? Oh, no, no, they were a, a band. They were all from Los Angeles and uh, they did a tour in the UK and I met them and we did a show and then their singer left and they asked me to join. Cool. I'm just, I, I think I'm just a bit, a bit lucky or something. <laughs> <laughs> no real talent, but I'm there. I'm there at the right place at the right time, I guess. Oh, you have talent for sure. I think LeBrock is a good bridge for people that have been only listening to like that intense instrumental, yeah. you know, and haven't been paying attention to any vocal stuff. Just because you have that that rough intensity with, uh, uh, yeah, I think yeah, definitely. People have said that like they listen to vocal synthwave and they're like, ah, oh, another person singing, you know, about uh, some kind of. 80s style nonsense or whatever you know which is cool you know i do like quite a lot of that but you know i can see why people who'd like just the non-vocal stuff would be put off by that a little bit you know the mm -hmm. same kind of voice and the same kind of vocal melody and range for quite a lot of artists but yeah i don't know i just i just like to sing loud so maybe that's maybe that's what it is you know we've got a few songs on the album that are a little bit more chilled i don't think we've released but yeah i think people do like do like a bit of intensity because you know some of the music like dance with the dead and that is quite quite intense even though it hasn't got vocals it's yeah you know, sometimes sometimes the vocals just a nice light relief from just listening to computers yeah i think that's what it is like that's what i liked you know from the very first time i heard lebrock was that that intensity and i think that's what a lot of the newcomers to the genre are looking for and i think i assumed you might have been from like a metal background but when you yeah. said offspring i hear that i hear that yeah, just when I was just saying about people sounding similar, I just always wanted to sound different than like Dexter Holland from uh, The Offspring. Like, he just sounds different. Axl Rose, he was like my first kind of person I wanted to be when I was younger, when I saw, because um, I was from quite a like, sheltered background, should I say, with farms and stuff like that. And then we got MTV like when I was maybe 11, I think. Uh, no, that's showing how old I am. But um, and I think the first song that came on was Welcome to the Jungle. And I was like, wow, Jesus, what is this? And um, yeah, that's, <laughs> I was like, I want to be that guy. That guy's so cool. <laughs> so yeah, uh, so I've always liked like an original voice because I don't think, I think if you, no one can say they sound like Axl Rose or Dexter Holland. They, they sound like themselves, don't they? You know, like there's other bands in, you know, other genres, Ozzy Osbourne, you know, no one sounds like, like him. You know, you'd know that was Ozzy straight away. Whereas... I guess if you hear a song with me and you probably know it's me that's that's all I've kind of tried to aim for from a vocal perspective um, well, for what it's worth you absolutely have a distinct voice oh, thank you like, at least in the scene nobody could imitate that yeah yeah a lot of people think I'm American in the way that I sing but well everyone I listen to and love is is American I guess like that'll do it -wise. but so maybe well, I think I'm, I think I sound pretty English to be honest in most of it uh, yeah no, I couldn't. I'm American and I couldn't tell. <laughs> I'll do. <laughs>
a lot of the songs are based around like movies that I really when we were off on lockdown or whatever I, I did try and watch like a movie or two movies a day because I was kind of stuck at home and I needed to you know not eat food so I thought if I kind of watch movies and, and exercise <laughs> then that'll stop me piling on the pounds but um see so, you know, like heartstrings is it does actually mention in it is is quite kind of a john hughes related uh song uh okay. in pink is one of my favorite movies oh yeah and um yeah, there's actually a line in there pretty in pink isn't she in there so it gives it <laughs> away it's all kind of about that movie really you know you can be anyone you want but somebody's still gonna still gonna love that you for being you not you don't have to be anyone else that's another lyric in there so i, I literally think i've just nicked lyric from john hughes movie scripts for most of the album <laughs> hey it works yeah it seems to yeah yeah so that's definitely heartstrings and uh interstellar's more about the movie turbo kid i guess i watched that and then wrote that because there's mm. a few lines from that movie in that song okay i love that one yeah i i you know because i was just it was a little bit about going on tour and stuff like that as well because i think we'd we'd written it just before i went on tour and, and my wife didn't really like me going on tour which you know who would you know <laughs> you know like uh of going out on the road for like a few weeks and not seeing the person you love is uh so it was kind of about that and about turbo kid as well at the same time i kind of mix in <laughs> mix in what i'm talking about so yeah so that's yeah, there's a line in there. Uh, oh, look into the stars, I'll be there. I think it is. I, I should really know because I wrote the <laughs> lyrics. But um, yeah, that's from that's from Turbo Kid. I think I just watched it as I was feeling that way. I think I just really like movies and movie soundtracks. And that's what got us into it. So I thought for this album, let's watch a heap of movies and see if we can find some kind of common ground with the, the lyrics that will really help. It seemed to work. Um, I think Hollow, it was Hollow, yeah. It's more kind of a political kind of statement, a bit like uh, They Live, kind of the movie, the John Carpenter, They Live. That's kind of a, more about that, more political one. I guess it's a bit deeper. Um, In Time is more of a action movies like Highlander and stuff. I think it was going to be <laughs> about just about Highlander, but then it just ended up as, I think I watched a um, action movie uh, compilation montage and I was like oh yeah let's take a bit of that a bit of that oh he's jumping and fly you know that's literally what that song's about like we're going to win in the end you know we're going to make it in the end basically you know when the hero's going to just turn up whoever that may be it's just a metaphor for things getting better I guess I like that Bright Lights is is literally is kind of about Bright Lights Big City Michael J Fox Kiefer Sutherland going mm. going mad it's a little bit about that and about about myself going to when I came from my background going to New Heights if that makes sense oh yeah with with bands and stuff like that and you know going to a big city bright lights you know everything's a little bit kind of daunting and exciting but you got to keep a level head really otherwise you're going to lose yours that's yeah. a good line actually i might actually write that one down keep that. <laughs> <laughs> well it's recorded so we can't lose it well there you go lyrics are everywhere you see that's what i've always said like people say oh, i can't write lyrics i'm like lyrics are everywhere anything you pick up a book you you know you watch a movie lyrics are literally all around you you can write songs all day yeah not, not everyone has that metaphorical net though like like you do you capture capture that line and use it later yeah i've heard the same thing about writing hooks too yeah i i, I read quite a lot i mean i read horror so it's not really gonna fit in with the rock but you know like just finding some really nice words and things like that you know with the wordsmiths like stephen mm. king and then I'm reading like Hannibal at the minute and that's got some great, great words and great metaphors and stuff like that and it. it's really good, really good. They're everywhere. <laughs> Those lyrics, send them to me. <laughs> and I'm so glad that the two of you um, chose a, to do this, this retro wave genre project 
um, however long you want to do it. I know you weren't taking it seriously at first, and now it's kind of taken off. Yeah, it's obviously going to fix Neon. Um, hmm. I think at the time they didn't have too many artists. They weren't as, as big. Maybe it was quite a fresh... I don't think they even had a website at that stage when they, they picked us up. Um, Were they already split off into Fix and Fix Neon yet? I think they just split. They just said they were splitting off. I think they had Bad Dreamers, maybe. Obviously, Scandroid and uh, a couple of other like, smaller. Half of Fury Weekend were always, always on their label as well. And yeah, they've... Um, yeah, they just kind of sent us an email, and we had a manager at the time because um, we just thought we'd need some kind of help because we were doing quite well, you know, getting a lot of offers of tours and a few other record labels had emailed us. Diff- completely different genres, so like rock and heavy metal album uh, record labels, sorry. Um, and we just needed some help, so we got our manager, Stu, helped us for a bit, and then fixed message, he sorted all that out, basically. Got us a really good deal. And away we went. They bought our back catalogue, resubmitted wow. it. That really, that really helped as well. That really got us. You know, we both. You know, everything we've done on this album and the last two EPs are all still recorded in our bedrooms. So That's impressive. Not, don't go to don't go to studios or anything anymore. We can't. Um, but, um, but yeah, so it, Stu just kind of helped us make the sound a bit bigger. Went to we got a guy called Justin Hill to do all of the uh, production and, and ma- mixing, mastering, that kind of thing on it. Really, really, really good guy. He does a lot of metal stuff, so maybe that's why some of the harder edged synthwave fans quite like it because he, he does a lot of like really quite heavy brutal. Metal. He was in a really big kind of uh, metalcore degent. I don't know how you say that, gent metal band as well so he seems that he knows his sounds and he really likes us so it's it's really good working with him he really really helped us and uh yeah fix kind of helped us with that as well so hats off to them they really got us sounding a lot better i think that's great yeah now that they're a good good label they have a lot of good artists yeah i i, I think they're i think i don't know if i'm lads i think they're getting a, they're having another division as well so they think they're going into other stuff um just trying to make it bigger so hopefully they have still have time for us <laughs> and get us get us rolling um uh, and then we'll see we'll see what happens next i'm not sure um if we're gonna if we're with them for a the next album but we'll see we'll see what the future holds we'll see how this one does and then um yeah you heard it here first we don't know what we're doing <laughs> <laughs>
if there are going to be any physical releases. I, I think there's a CD. Yeah, yeah, there's definitely a CD. Um, yes, there will be a couple of other physical releases coming out, which I'm probably not allowed to say about, but mm-hmm. I can say that there are going to be some, 100%. Uh, that's in the in the pipelines, in the machine right now. Awesome. Because they just released... Um, I, didn't, I don't think they want to release too much, but the, we released vinyl for the last two EPs, which has been delayed uh, just because everyone's making vinyl, I guess, at the moment. But um, that should be out really soon if anyone's bought it. I'm wondering where it is. It is It is coming. But, okay. um, yeah, I think I ordered that. Mm. Yeah, it's just it's it just been delayed. Just production is, is... I guess it takes quite a long time to make a record, you know? I don't even think how they work. I'd love to know, but <laughs> I've got no idea. <laughs> but they look great, and I've got a lot of them. Well, it's uh, very common right now, especially that it's taking this long to the point where a lot of people have given up on pre-orders. Like yeah. they won't buy them anymore but yeah because sometimes you wait you wait in like three months i think i think we the record label know this now yeah because cd manufacturer is really quick but you know people want a vinyl i i haven't even got the the record you know i didn't even get it so so i'm in the same boat as everyone else i'm really eager to see what it looks like and, and see how it plays basically yeah i think they're, they're probably going to do a few test presses and that could take a little while yeah and i don't I, mind I, waiting yeah i think um yeah it's just it, it might be coming out at the same time as maybe other, maybe potentially other ones that I can't talk about. <laughs> that might be coming out. But yeah, we've done a, we've, this album's like, um, there's a little bit more to the album than what's on the pre-order that we can't, that isn't up mm-hmm. there yet. But you, you'll, it'll be, it'll be good. And yeah. Find it, out Friday. Yeah, you'll find out Friday. There is, okay. um, yeah, I mean, the one of the tracks as well isn't, wasn't really, it was released as a single, but it's different on the album. So you're going to have that as well, which is a little bit different. Um. You'll be I able to, you, can, you can see which one it is anyway if you look on your thing because it's different but uh yeah yeah we've got some little treats for you because you've waited so long <laughs> well i mean you've you've made it worthwhile along the way i, I love every single that's come out i've aired them brilliant. all brilliant now i think that i think the future is going to be singles i think albums are running out of time basically because people want everything so quickly now, don't they? Because music, you can literally listen to. When I was younger, you had to go to the record shop. You couldn't just listen to an album whenever you wanted. You had to mm. go buy it and purchase it. But Yeah, if you just want one song. Exactly, yeah. Some people do, you know, like some bands only have one song. You know, we might on this album, you might be like, oh, they've only got one good song on this album now. <laughs> or she just bought the single. But you know that that, that is a thing. If, but if you've got if you've got ten good singles, ten good tracks on an album, sorry, just release them all. You know, people like it. Yeah. I still need to add LeBrock to my cassette collection. Ah, I missed I out actually, on that. I actually do have. If You you might be lucky. You might be lucky. Maybe I'll do you a, a, do you a deal because I do have. I'm looking now in my drawer. In my, I have a drawer of junk. that I just put stuff that I don't want to throw away, but, you know, I don't want to look at. And um, let me have a look. So I think I've got. Oh, I do have. It's a bit beat up. But I have my real thing and action romance cassettes here. I have one spare action romance. Maybe I'll maybe I'll send it over. I would buy that from you. <laughs> I'll send it over. I'll send it. <laughs> I haven't got a case for this one though, but that's annoying. But I can find one. I'll see what I can do. <laughs> that's my fault yeah. for missing the boat. You know, it's it's weird because I, I think we, we did speak to Fixed about it. We weren't sure if it was if people were that bothered anymore because it was an independent label that released it for us, and obviously they're, they're not allowed to own the music anymore or have the music. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So it was it was very one off, but yeah. If you send me a send me a message, I'll send you. I'll, I'll try and send one over for you. Oh, I appreciate that. Oh, I just bought a new cassette rack too because I just fill up my. Ah, that's great. 
I really want to get an old hi-fi. I'm not allowed. My wife says I'm not allowed. But I really want to get, you know, like a, the big stacks, you know, takes up half the room, that kind of, that kind of thing. Yeah. That's probably why I'm not allowed. Goodness. Uh, was there anything we wanted to add? Anything on the future? Yeah, I think the future's uh, looking good. I mean, you know, I'm waiting for the album to come out and see how it's received. You know, it'd be nice. I mean, I'm not sure if many people review synthwave albums or I'm not sure of a review site, but it'd be nice to see what other people thought. So I know what I, I really look, think it's great. I think there's some really good, positive songs in there. And, but I'd love to hear what other people think. So I'm just, future is unknown, I guess. <laughs> If they like it, that's brilliant. Then um, yeah, we'll do another one. But let's 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 see what they think, and then hopefully we can play some live shows in uh, in North America. And you'll that would be great. Yeah, I'm gonna meet you halfway in New York City. You don't have to come all the way out to Seattle the first time. (laughs) Oh, I'd love to. Yeah, no, I think I'd rather go to uh, Seattle if I'm honest. I'd love to go there. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's like a nine-hour yeah. flight. Oh, that's all right. I used to go to LA, which is a couple of hours more or I'm another sure. hour. So I, I really love long-haul flights. So <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I'd, I'd, I'd go on them every day if I could. But yeah, let's do it. That's going to be the future. We're going to go over. We're going to go to Seattle. Awesome. Well, I know that. You, uh... you heard it here first. <laughs> <laughs> we have our, our local event company, uh, Deadly Synth Records, um, Deadly also synth. called Synth City PDX. It's run by Psych. Um, Chaz Contreras. Okay. Uh, okay. Like they're nice. just starting to book some things, and I know another vocal band, Megatronics, um, from, okay. from Baltimore. They're kind of like a rock opera metal-ish. I think wave. I've checked those out. Yeah, I think I know who you mean. Yeah. They're with uh, TW1, Mark Bachelor, and them. Okay. I know they're trying to tour, and I think the two of you would fit on a lineup together. Oh, that's not too cool. similar, not too different. Also, I know Essinger from Fix Neon. He's he's going out on tour as well. Uh, he's yeah. doing a U, uh, U.S. tour. So so it's starting starting to spread the spread the synthwave disease <laughs> across the United States of America now. <laughs> yeah, we're all starved for live shows. Ah, oh, everyone is. I can't wait. I can't <laughs> wait to go to them. So brilliant. Well, thank you so much for joining me. I uh, when I first listened to LeBrock, I never imagined I'd be having a radio interview with you. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, we're, we're quite humble. Don't worry. We, 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 I really had a good time. I really love chatting to people who are like-minded people who are into it and into us and, you know, want to push their everything forwards. And that's, it's really good to, good to speak to you. Likewise. Thank you so much. And uh, I want to thank all the listeners that have tuned in on the uh, Night Ride FM IRC and the YouTube channels. Um, we've been talking to Sean from LeBrock. Yeah. My name is Karen Zoe Lee. You've been listening to Night Ride FM. Thank you, Sean. Thank you. Have good a night. good night, everybody. <laughs>